Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast, proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. The podcast series has been created to shine a light on the diverse and inspiring careers of Australia's pharmacists. Each episode will focus on the varied career opportunities within the pharmacy industry by exploring the career paths taken by leaders in the fields of community pharmacy, hospital, industry, government and professional organisations. Careers never follow a defined path. Everyone's story is different and unique in their own way. The podcast series will help you discover the world of opportunities that exist and reveal pathways to achieve your dreams and aspirations. Whether you are a pharmacy student, early career pharmacist, or simply looking for a change at any stage of your career, the podcast series is designed to help you navigate ways into a career and a life that you love. Your host of the podcast series is Ali Sue. Ali, herself a pharmacist, is now the founder of Global Pharmacy Entrepreneurs and a passionate advocate for pharmacists to grow, innovate, excel, and make a lasting impact in the world. It's now over to our host, Ali Sue. Welcome to Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. This is Ali Sue. Today, I'm having a chat with Jess Burry. I met Jess at APP Rural Pharmacy Forum. She was on stage sharing her experience as a rural pharmacy owner and new great opportunities for early career pharmacists. Jess has been a pharmacy owner since 2016. Across her group of pharmacies, Jess and her team deliver a wide range of services and extended scope opportunities for pharmacists. Driven by a desire to develop the skills of young pharmacists through mentoring and training, Jess has recently partnered with the newly announced Central Queensland Centre for Rural Health operated by JCU. Along with her pharmacy operations, Jess is actively involved in the delivery of health services to rural and remote areas as a board director for Central Queensland Rural Health and Rural Health Management Systems, supporting rural health practitioners and practices to create sustainability and excellence in rural health. Jess is also a member of Central Queensland Clinical Council for the Sunshine Coast Wide Bay and Central Queensland Primate Health Network. If you're a pharmacy student or an early career pharmacist and you want to know more about rural pharmacy, make sure you listen to this episode. Without further ado, let's welcome Jess. Hey Jess, thank you so much for joining our podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ali. I'm really excited to have a chat with you today. We met each other at APP, the Rural Pharmacy Forum. And I was really interested in what you were talking about on stage. So here we are. So tell us a bit about yourself. Um, Okay, well, I've been a pharmacist for a bit over 15 years now. I grew up in regional uh, northern New South Wales, Um, was born in a little town called Mullumbimby, which uh, people probably know a little bit about as a result of the recent flooding down that way. So I grew up finished school, didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do for a career, thought I might go into medicine, but decided that I would use pharmacy as a stepping stone. So I I chuffed off to Brisbane, studied pharmacy, and needless to say, I never uh, went on to study medicine. And I'm very happy as a um, rural community pharmacist practicing in Emerald in central Queensland now. So I've been here 13 years in August. I seem to make a lot of decisions in my life 
until I figure out what I want to do and they seem to be where I end up. So I, I went travelling and I came back from overseas and I didn't have a job and I didn't have any money. Uh, ended up in Emerald where I had done um, a little bit of work setting up some pharmacies when the company I had worked for purchased them uh, and then came back into a role as an area manager uh, in Emerald uh, until I figured where I was going to live. And I'm very, very happy out here. 13 years, two children and four businesses. So quite an achievement. You shared at APT all these really exciting opportunities. So where do we start? I guess I need to scope it to you to explain why I love um, being a pharmacist and being a business owner um, and being a community pharmacist. And uh, a few years ago, I did a little bit of soul searching trying to figure out whether community pharmacy was where I wanted to stay. And as part of that process, I really looked into what are the things through my life that have made me happy. And for me, there was a resounding consistency in that I love helping people. I love helping to develop people. Uh, I'm a, a runner and I always feel like I run better when I'm helping someone else achieve their goals than me necessarily uh, achieving my goals. So I kind of looked at that and I was like, okay, well, rather than just decide that community pharmacy isn't for me, and I did go through a, a point where I thought maybe I didn't want to be a community pharmacist about 10 years ago now, and I looked at that and I thought, how can I actually make all these things that I love in my life be part of my career rather than changing my career to find something that I could do that suited it? And for me, that, that ability to develop, I can put into my team and I can put into my community and, and help people to improve their health, inspire them to live healthier lives and really bring the community together in that way. And I guess that's the ethos that we practice by improving health, inspiring well-being, and connecting our community. From an employer perspective, when I look to bring people into our team and I am um, trying to develop services that we have in our community, for me that's about looking at what are the things that my team are interested in, what are the pharmacists that work for me, what are they passionate about, what really gives them buzz, what does our community need, and how can we make those two things come together and as a result of that I have on my team two diabetic educators I have two consultant pharmacists I have a pharmacist that it has a real interest in pain management and lifestyle coaching and then I have people on my team that are really interested in the business side of things as well so I guess for me it's not really about seeing pharmacy as this box in four walls and we just give people prescriptions and counsel them on their medication. It's about how do we see pharmacy beyond those walls? How do we outreach into our community? And how do we make it a career that is really enticing for people to want to come and pursue? And I guess that's where my passion comes and, and what we're trying to achieve among our team. And I think it's important, like I've got people that obviously are pursuing all of these things, but I also have people on my team that are, you know what, I just really love talking to people about their medication I love being that person they can come to and ask for advice so they don't actually specialize in anything they just enjoy what I guess the traditional pharmacy role has been in the past um, and so we have a really good mix and I think that is testament to how our community views us as well. You know, what are some of your advantages working in a rural pharmacy setting for those pharmacists who's really active and wanted to develop 
um, their skill set? Um, so I think, Ali, APP was a really great experience for me. I spent a lot of time chatting with students and the resounding feedback that I got when I was like, okay, well, tell me, like, do you want community pharmacy or do you not want community pharmacy? And explain to me where you sit. And so many of them said, oh, we, we just want to be clinical. And I, I guess rebut that in saying that community pharmacy, particularly in a rural area, is very clinical. We don't have the luxury of having all of these specialists in their fields. We have a lack of, of health professionals right across the board in many of our areas. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite lucky in Emerald, we're probably classed as a little bit more of a rural hub, but, you know, there's some communities where the pharmacist is the only health professional in their area. So if, if you don't think being a rural pharmacist is clinical who's been clinical in your region um, somebody has to be and I think it's really important that perhaps the the perception is that working in community pharmacy is all about processing prescriptions and and handing out scripts to people well yeah that's that's why we're there because people need to come and get their prescriptions but there's so much more that we can add to it if we give it the opportunity um, and, and we give it the love and we want it to be clinical. I think that really we need to consider, again, as I said, how do we outreach from community pharmacy so we can have that more clinical expertise? How do we improve our workflows so that we can be the clinical face and have time to deliver that? We're often working in sole pharmacist environments so we need to get our team trained to support us. We need to have our workflow right. And we need to train the general public to realise that it might be 10 or 15 minutes to wait to speak to the pharmacist because they'll give you that time when it's your turn. And I think that's something we've been really trying to work on uh, over the years. We haven't got it right yet. I think as an industry, we haven't got it right but it's what we need to start practicing in, in terms of communicating to people that we are here, we are the clinician, we're not the retail outlet, despite what our setting might be, we are still clinical in our role. Well said. You're the uh, Central Queensland Clinical Council member at your local primary healthcare network. Uh, could you share with us your involvement as a pharmacist at the primary health network? Uh, yeah, so I have been on the clinical council for four or five years now. Um, the opportunity came up um, initially where they were looking to add a pharmacist member to the council in our region, uh, asked to apply by our local PHN practice uh, support person. And I thought, oh, you know, why not? Who am I? I don't really have much to offer, but I'll put my hat in the ring. And I think at the time I maybe was the only person that put my hat in the ring. Um, but it's been the most amazing experience to understand more about how the health network and health funding works to really be able to fly the flag for what community pharmacy can contribute to gain respect from the other health professionals in our region to really see where we sit as a profession. 
So I've, I found it the most rewarding experience to be part of it. I've also managed as a result to find out about things when they're just emerging. Um, so, you know, we've been given amazing opportunities to be involved in things with um, digital health um, rollouts and diabetes education projects. So it's really given me the opportunity to see a lot more scope for what we can do as pharmacists and how we can contribute and for us to have a voice and I think we often don't have a voice in many of these settings uh, so it's nice to to have that opportunity in terms of having more pharmacists uh, join their their local PHN and clinical councils there are usually two-year cycles where you can apply to become a, a member of the council um, and each council uh, will have a different demographic of who they sort of want among their council. I have put forward another pharmacist in our region to join me on the council when we come up for new members um, in the near future and, and hopefully that all comes, uh, comes about and we can um, really work together to help build the, the uh, contribution that community pharmacy can have in the primary health setting. Mm, wow, that's definitely a great advantage for pharmacists to get involved with the primary health network. So you mentioned that APP also, one of your pharmacists is on the Rural Allied Health Specialist Pathway. It's a mouthful. So it's the Allied Health Rural Generalist Pathway, which yeah is, is a huge mouthful. Um, we're very lucky that she has received funding through Sarah for or Sarah, however you would like to pronounce it, for her course. And, and that allows her to, to study without any cost to, to complete the diploma, um, but also funds her for some time to have paid study during work and for us to, to roll out a project as part of her two-year program. It's a really amazing opportunity and something that I wish as an early career pharmacist I had been exposed to. Um, looking at the program and the electives that she's chosen, I, I sort of get a little bit jealous that I'm like, oh, I've had to like pick all of these pieces together over my career and find this um, these skills myself. And I guess it's a really nice streamlined way to help pharmacists. And, and the program is across many allied health professions um, with the idea being that when you are practicing in a rural area, you need to be across many things because there might not be an asthma specialist or a diabetes educator in your area. There might not be anything happening in the research space or the health economic space and you want to get involved in that and see how you can contribute from where you are. Um, so it gives a real variety for people to expand their skills and create, uh, I guess, some general specialisation across the board so that they're more equipped to deal with what we see day in, day out in a rural setting. Wow, that sounds amazing. So out of curiosity, what's actually involved? What are some of the courses that you saw in her yeah. <laughs> list? Um, so Rachel is doing, um, her project is all around mental health. So we're just finalising her project at the moment, but that will be uh, around mental health first aid and how we can provide 
um, training to both our team and to our community in the mental health first aid space. The, some of the topics that kind of when I was looking through the electives really um, sprung to mind for me, there was clinical diabetes. So once you have finished the rural generalist program, if you've chosen that elective it is a recognised course where you could then go on to do your practical towards credentialing as a diabetes educator. Um, there's certainly plenty of mental health, chronic disease management, health education, um, health economics. So it really, whatever your fancy, you can kind of really pull together a lot of um, different skills through the program. Um, and JCU is is who delivers that um rural generalist training program that Rachel is utilising. And, um, yeah, as I said, I'm a little bit jealous. I wish I could be doing it and might be looking over her shoulder while she's doing some of the course. And the really exciting thing, Ali, is that we have been very lucky that we've been funded for a second place in that program. Um, so if we are able to recruit a amazing early career pharmacist to our area, all of the cool stuff that Rachel is doing at the moment will be available to that early career pharmacist as well. Wow, how amazing. So anyone who's listening to this, if you're early career pharmacist, make sure you reach out. Please come to Emerald. <laughs> You've been a pharmacist for so many years as well as being a pharmacy owner. What are some advice you can give to our pharmacy students, early career pharmacists who's feeling stuck and wanted to move forward? What are some advice to help them to prepare for that successful career? Okay. Um, so I think really important, and I mentioned it in the opening, that don't be disillusioned and give pharmacy away without some adequate thought into what you're doing. So I know that there's plenty of chat on forums at the moment, people unhappy with the profession, people wanting to leave. Uh, and I would challenge you to say that you can make community pharmacy the career you want it to be with the right support and the right attitude and the, and, um, and I guess the right guidance behind you. Um, if you are not happy in your situation, you need to actually talk to people about it and try and find a way either wherever you are to improve your situation or if you feel like you can't do that, to reach out and find someone that will help you, um, you know, to move to a different uh, avenue. I am so fortunate to have an amazing group of pharmacists that I collaborate with. We're spread right across the country. We talk all the time, early career pharmacists to pharmacy owners. We share ideas. I think you would be surprised at how many really proactive community pharmacy owners are out there and wanting to, to change the industry. And, and we have the ball in our hands to make the change. And so as an early career pharmacist, I think it's important to find the right mentor. I feel a little bit stereotypical saying find your tribe, but it's really true about just surrounding yourself with the people that inspire you, that make you think about things in a different perspective and make you want to grow as a person. And that can be people within the industry, from outside the industry, 
I have a really great uh, mentor buddy who's a, an engineer um, and we met through a course that we did and you know we we sort of share ideas and what we can do and and I think those kind of relationships are so important to help support you throughout your career they're the people that when the days are hard and I'm not going to lie to you the days that can be hard the days can be stressful do we come home at the end of the day utterly exhausted absolutely I don't think there's any profession that you could say that didn't happen um, but those are the people that you get your strength from and make you want to get up the next morning and go and do the good work that you're doing. And, and I think it's about being open to the opportunities, about stepping outside your comfort zone um, and being willing just to sometimes say yes, even if yes is really scary. Uh, I moved from everything I had ever known to Mount Isa as a, you know, about to register pharmacist. And, you know, the my bosses waved goodbye to me the day I registered and said, see you later. Like, and it was very scary. I cried. I didn't want them to go. But it was undoubtedly one of the best experiences of my life. I've learned so much from that. And, and I think unless you're willing to put yourself out there, you can't expect for it to all come to you. And I would really encourage young pharmacists to take that leap of faith um, and, and try and, and move themselves forward uh, in a positive way. Wow. Thank you so much, Jess, for sharing. And and I've experienced firsthand how amazing the online, the Facebook groups of all the all the pharmacists who are willing to share, all the pharmacist mentors, pharmacist owners that are there to support our young pharmacists, early career pharmacists or pharmacy students. So and definitely having a mentor is so important. And so whoever's listening, if you are a pharmacy student or an early career pharmacist feeling a bit stuck and not sure you know, how to make decisions, feel free to reach out to Jess. It's a blessing to have our owners, pharmacy owners, and so passionate about pharmacy and then so willing to open arms and share your knowledge, your experience and passion with our early career pharmacists. Oh, look, I, I'm always happy to have a chat with people, Ali. And I, I think, um, you know, sometimes we say the word mentor and everyone feels like it's very formal. Um, I see my role as mentoring people in casual conversations here and there at a conference, over the phone, on a text, whatever, you know, it can be few and far between, but sometimes it's just that you need that one, one word to spark a thought and, you know, you can really blossom from that point. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to offer that to any early career pharmacist, as I'm sure many of my colleagues uh, would also. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for the chat, Jess. Thank you so much, Ali. It's been really lovely having a chat with you. And I, I really, um, you know, welcome the opportunity to um, reach out to early career pharmacists. It's something that I'm passionate about is um, how we move our, our industry forward. And the only way we can do that is with our ECPs. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Your Pharmacy Career Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Ravens Recruitment, Australia's leading specialist pharmacy recruitment agency. If you enjoyed this episode and know anyone else who you think would benefit from it, we would be grateful if you could share it with them. Together, we help even more pharmacists develop a career and life they love. If you have any questions or suggestions about future podcast episodes, please reach out to us via email. 
info at ravensrecruitment.com.au.